This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We are live from the Tasty Cake Studios here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hope you're enjoying the slip sliding, semi-melting ice that is happening on a, a fine winter's eve. And we hope you have a pint in your hand and you're wishing for good things of a uh, little Irish luck maybe for Nick Foles. Is Nick Foles Irish, James? Uh, he should be. I mean, Foles he sounds might as well Irish. Be. He looks like he could be Irish. Yeah. Let's roll with Saint it. St. Nick, let's, yeah. So, yeah, and he's I th- Irish. I think at this point we I mean, you just were Irish for yeah. a second there out of nowhere. And I have 0% I bet Irish. anyone guessing, will John Barchard open the show by doing an Irish accent? But you know what he guessed that. Uh, yeah, I think that was good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe uh, plus like a uh, thousand as uh, as Vegas had it on the board. But uh, that's kind of what it feels like. Everybody's hoping. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of a lot of different things that are happening this week. And I'm trying to get there. I still am. I get where everybody's perspective is on Nick Foles. And I know that a lot of us probably aren't going to disagree on what he is and what he isn't. But I want to know, aside from the luck, aside from the faith, aside from the hope, what are you looking for tomorrow? That's the most important question that I have yet to be able to answer, even for myself. And with that, it's just not even Foles here, James. It's the entire offense. I, I I don't know what to expect. I'm in the I don't know what to expect camp with Foles, with Ajay, with Ertz, with Alshon Jeffrey, how the chemistry is going to flow. I mean, if we're going to give out numbers and things, I would expect Nick Foles, the way we've talked about him this week, to be a 250-plus guy, a two-touchdown, zero interception against a really bad beat-up Giants team in a pre-playoff game here. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the way we've heard, you would expect him to throw for seven touchdowns again. Uh, it has been a- extremely positive this week. And, and I'm all, like, look, I'm all for positivity. I'm a, a positive guy by nature. I certainly believe that they can still do this thing with Nick Foles at the helm. I think your your chances are drastically decreased. Obviously, losing Carson Wentz, I don't think there's 
really anything that Nick Foles does as well or better than Carson Wentz. But as you said, John, there there is a, a lot of talent around them on offense. We don't know how the pieces are going to kind of fit coming into this. And, and obviously we need the defense to really step up. But um, as far as what I'm expecting or what I think I will see, and, and I think I'm probably more on the pessimistic side about sure. Foles than at least the vast majority of, of calls we've heard this week. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he can be a, you know, and, and I hate, everybody hates the term, but you hope he can be a game manager, right? You hope that he can kind <laughs> of, you know, just not turn the ball over, get you some, some short third down conversions when you need them, and, and you hope that the offensive line can, can handle a beat-up Giants defensive line and they can run the football. But I don't know, Doug, that's not Doug's propensity. And granted, he's done a good job this year of mixing it up and running the ball, but... I just worry that if the Giants decide or any team decides to say, all right, Nick, you know, you're beating us, dude. Uh, and, and, they and I think that's probably what well, is going to, or most opposing defenses most are going to try likely, to do that. And, yeah. and if you're doing that, then my worry is the real issue for Nick Foles is when you get pressure on him. He is not like Carson Wentz. He can't elude pressure and make up for those deficiencies. So if you're not running the ball and you're putting him in long third down conversion situations, if you can't get those two, three, four, five-yard clips, you know, on average, moving the ball on the ground, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because Foles isn't someone who's going to be able to withstand a, a defense that can pin their ears back and come after him. And that's where I've come to the conclusion, finally, it's Saturday, it's the day before the game. I didn't really buy into, well, Doug Peterson coming out and saying, I'm not going to change the offense. There's nothing that's going to change. I'm convinced of that now. They can't. They cannot change this offense for the reasons that you just said. You're going to get predictable at some point. You're going to have to load up the box if it does just lean on the run in JGI. And although I still think you need to do that in some phases during some drives, I just think they need to adjust it to where it's not uh, a complete offensive philosophy shift, but more or less you are just declaring who your running back is. And I know that can get predictable at some times too, but uh, there have been times this year where you know, LeGarrette Blunt is out there on a third and 20, and I know that's part of Deuce's call in whatever package. It's a it's a combo decision-making uh, thing that's happening there between Doug and between Deuce. I don't want to see LeGarrette Blunt there on third and 20. I want to see a combination of Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement as nice complimentary backs that are guys that are going to be, I can't believe I'm saying this about Corey, but playmakers that you can get the, you know, that's what he is. Nick Foles turns into the point guard. You're going to dish out to every single skill player, and you're going to lean on their whatever their skill sets are, and then LeGarrette Blunt comes in after you have leads or if you need a big first down or something like that. I think this is the time where LeGarrette becomes the situational back that I thought he was supposed to be. Uh, uh, John, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The Ajayi thing is my number one thing from a team perspective that I want to see tomorrow. I want to see them make that transition to Ajayi being the guy, look, when they traded for him, everyone's like, oh, what a luxury. You know, we're yeah, we're adding a giant. Like, it's not a luxury now, anymore. Now it's a need. Like, that's your guy. Like, that is the guy who gives you a difference maker at that position. We talked about this Thursday. We did a show at Mark's Jewelers. We said, you would need a guy who can create his own yards now. They didn't have that before they got Jay Ajayi, and now they do. And they have to, they have to use that skill uh, from the Foles perspective, I do think it's interesting, at least from, and look, I, I think we can, at least the vast majority of us can agree that Doug's a pretty good play caller. He's creative. Absolutely. He gets people I mean, open. it took you a while to get there. Yeah. But, but you're know, there now. I was on the back end of of the Doug belief, but I'm, I'm, I'm in full force now, John. But I do think that from the way they've talked, 
and the confidence in Foles, it doesn't just feel like lip gesture, at least from that organization, especially from Doug Peterson, a guy who, and if you're looking for a silver lining on Foles, my biggest silver lining, the number one thing that I feel good about is the fact that Doug Peterson was his quarterback coach when he was a rookie in the NFL. Doug Peterson has had him two years here, a year in Kansas City. Like, he knows Nick Foles. He knows his strengths and weaknesses. You have to feel really good about that. But I I do think that the way they're talking, the confidence they're putting out there, I think that, like you said, they need to get Ajayi going. But I think that they're going to kind of try and run. They're going to throw Foles. Like, Foles isn't going to go out and throw 20 times, and they're going to pound the rock, you know, 40 times. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think so at all. And that's where I just come back to, I think Nick Foles needs to get going. I I don't think there's anything else on this football team offensively that needs more reps or just to identify whatever, uh, another strength that they haven't seen before. We know what this football team is at this point. We've got to get Nick Foles going. Make him throw downfield. You know, I don't mind if he passes 35 times during this game because you're... He needs the reps. He needs the reps and... Yes, this game is still important. You still need to win it. That's the most important thing to lock down home field advantage. And I'm I'm hoping and praying. And I actually have a little luck when we do the NFL picks. I got a feeling. I got a feeling about the Cincinnati Bengals, even though you never should because it's Andy Dalton and it's Marvin Lewis and it's a terrible situation. And they just lost 33 to 70. And, and they certainly did. And that's why I'm just, you know, they need a makeup game somewhere, like like somewhere it. around there. They need to win that. But once they do that, uh, I think... That's all they need to do. You're you're practicing for the playoffs right now. I, Nick Foles needs all the practice. I, I I agree with that philosophy, that thought process, a hundred percent. I think you need to get Nick Foles as many reps with the first team as you possibly can, without you know putting him at risk when it doesn't matter too much. Uh, but yeah, because they, they're they're going to play a playoff team at some point. Exactly, yeah. and, and and I think that that you said it before. He needs to lean on these weapons. He needs to have a chemistry with Alshon Jeffrey. Luckily, Zach Ertz was here in 2013, 2014, you know, Aguilar in 2014. Some of these guys at least know who Nick Foles is, have a little bit of a chemistry with him, especially Ertz. But those other guys, the Jeffries, the Smiths, the Matt Collins, whoever you're, you know, kind of looking at there, even the running backs in the passing game, that's the type of stuff they're going to really have to work on. And that is crucial. We've talked about it a lot with Wentz and how long it took him and Jeffrey Definitely. to get going from a chemistry perspective. You need to use these somewhat lower stakes reps here as an opportunity to build, you need to take those chances to build the chemistry for the high stakes reps that are coming down the road. here. What are you looking out of Nick Foles tomorrow against the Giants? What do you need to see? What do you want to see? 888-729-9494. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's go to John in Barrington. John, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, man. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see them being the same team at all. Well, they, I mean, they won't. No, they be. won't be. They definitely won't be, John. You're, yeah, preaching to the choir on that one. Yeah, it's not. It's not even. It's not even him. It's that people think he that offense runs through Carson Wentz. It does. It's and, and everyone else looks better when he's out there. Yeah, he makes and everyone else better. I think there's no question. Else, watch the rain. Watch the Rams game. Mm-hmm. If you watch the Rams game in the third quarter, he was playing by himself. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, was, yeah. He was, it's I mean, a shame. It might have been his play. best game of the season, too. It was. It's just such a bummer. Well, and even even before just, then, John, like against Washington, the second time against Washington on Monday night, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm, he had picked me up through the season. The defense picked him up. The running game picked him up in er, early on. But, I mean, most yeah, of the time it's him making plays. Right. Yeah. He was, he was what he, made other people special. But even the defense. Yeah, everything. Everything. The defense is good. 
but it's also it's not great. Well, it needs, and that's the thing. When it's up three touchdowns because he threw three touchdowns in the first quarter. Exactly. They and that, and that's a good point, John. This defense does need to be great or at least like very close to great. And how were how were they against the Rams? They were off average at best. Yeah, but you, John, you don't want to get big spot. You also you also don't want to get caught too. in just complete recency bias too because you but will look, you yeah, will for I go back. Go, don't look at that one. No, right. John, that's listen, listen to me for a second. Against San Francisco, when that offense did not do anything. They made sure that he had short fields in that second half. I mean, he he dealt yeah. with a lot of that three or four times but during this game. I the defense stepped up for that. I agree, but when you're in the playoffs, you're not playing the Bears. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely, John. But you know, there's only so many times that you're going to see Todd Gurley. It's only so many times you're going to right, see Aaron Donald on the on the but other side. And, and for what it's worth, the, at you least you're going to get the best. But you are going to get the best in the playoffs. Absolutely. absolutely and, but for right. what it's worth, I mean, if you look at least the NFC playoff teams they're going to be facing. You know, there's only one in the Vikings that you you definitively would say has as good a better or better a defense than the Eagles. You know they're yeah, gonna have the maybe thing, the, the best problem. defense every time I, they go out right, there. But here's the problem: you're gonna have to score thirty points well, if you play the Rams in New Orleans. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's necessarily I true. I agree. I don't think you have to score thirty. I think you could hold the the Saints or the Rams to to twenty, twenty two, twenty four points somewhere in that range. I think that's doable in a playoff game in your building uh, you know i mean breeze, actually I take that on what? the road the rams didn't the rams grass. hold them to like 17 points or something when they went and played them yeah, in la in, in la yeah and i mean look breeze has not been a uh, drew breeze is still great don't get me wrong but he's not the same drew breeze all you have to do is watch him and see the lack of zip on the pass yeah. you know the the it's not the same uncharacteristic he's trying to fit balls interceptions in, yeah and he's yeah. trying to fit balls into windows that he used to be able to fit it into and he can't anymore I just I don't know why. Try to fit balls in the windows. <laughs> Can't do it no more. Drew Brees is a – I don't know where I was going with that. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it was a good point to stop, I think, where but, that uh, could have been headed. Mitchie Tools knows where, where we're going next. And Gentlemen. I, uh, what's up, buddy? How you doing, boys? Nothing Happy much, holidays. man. Happy holidays. You know what? I, I, I don't want this game tomorrow to become, okay, we're going to try to run, we're going to try to pass. I got to stick with the run tomorrow, but I want to see a little more Blunt. See, when Blunt gets warmed up, as long as – they don't give it to him once and they'll stop. You, you can't flip-flop. I, I like Bunt, Blunt, and I want to see both a giant Blunt, you know, used tomorrow. But just don't tell me, you know, we're going to waste time with Foles trying to throw the big bomb. you got, you got to hit the ground to win this game tomorrow. I want your opinion on that. Yeah, I think you have to win this game, and that's that's the important part. I'm just saying I don't think this offense can suddenly just become a running team now and you know, only have Nick Foles pass 17 to 20 times a game, unless it's really humming against the Giants, which, you know, it's yeah. likely to because they are they have a terrible run defense and they they got really nothing to play for other than jobs right now. Yeah, go and win the game, but more importantly, I don't, I, I mean, I don't you, think you can change the offense. The point is, like, Mitchie, if you're going to host, hopefully host the Vikings here in that defense, yeah. that defense will be able to say, you're not going to run the ball on us, beat us through the air, and – and we need Foles to have some sort of reps with the first team, with the guys know. out there. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, That's kind of where we're going with it. I mean, the only thing I'm nervous about tomorrow, again, is this is Foles' first, you know, real life. This is it. And, and almost like uh, I know we're going to win. I don't think we're going to win by big, big numbers. But this is going to be a real test for Foles. But also it, it, it's a test for, you know, our, all the coaches to – to come around and say, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this scheme for defense. We're gonna play. You know, we're gonna. I don't want to see. I just don't want to see time wasted. And that's how you can lose a game by flip flopping. Let's try to, you know, let's try to pass. Let's try to run. I, I want to see more running tomorrow. And I think that's how we're gonna do it. And of course, the defense is gonna be crazy. 
Uh, 24 to 17, the birds tomorrow. I love it, Mitchie. Thanks, Mitchie. Sorry, pal. Yeah, John has a little itchy trigger finger sometimes (laughs) with the drop. No, I think Mitchie hit on something really interesting there and important. Like, I agree. I think if you had to pick one person who tomorrow's game is most important for, I don't think it's Nick Foles. I think it's Doug Peterson. I think Peter, it's Pete, like... The way he's talked this week, you know, kind of put everything on me. This is the, I got to lead us through this, like that type of stuff. I think this team is Doug Peterson's team right now. I, I think that you know it used to be Carson Wentz's team, and and with Wentz out, I think it's more Doug Peterson's team than Nick Foles's team. And I think that Peterson's got that on his shoulders, and he needs to to find a way to to make his scheme work with with Foles at quarterback. Yeah, and I tried to figure that out last night of whose team is this on the field. I could not come up with an answer. Well, I think defensively it's Malcolm Jenkins's, at least from a leadership perspective. Absolutely. But you're right because it's like I, overall, whose well, team that, is that's this? That's something I was thinking about because, and we've talked about this a lot, especially on the podcast at BGN underscore Radio. But uh, the concept that this team has kind of taken on, and great teams take on their quarterback's persona and that type of mm-hmm. mentality, and and it it was a Carson Wentz team. It was it was fun, but dedicated and worked hard and went out and, and handled their business, and it felt like they they had Wentz was the clear, definitive leader of that team. When he goes down, it's a great point, John. I think you can look to Malcolm on the defensive side, but, I mean, Zach Ertz is, isn't a leader type of guy. Jason Peters isn't there. That's the guy you would have expected Absolutely. to step up. It's a really tough spot, John. Two, I don't get two guys down. That yes. Are, that, that's, to me, that's, for, on the field stuff is already hard enough to replace. You can, in some spots, be like, okay, we can cover that up, we can cover that up. Mentally, though, I, I don't know, you know. I mean, when Jason Peters looks at Jake Elliott and be like, don't miss kicks anymore, we're going to need you. And then he hits a 62-yarder, who else does that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, and then now you have Carson Wentz, who fires up Nick Foles to go onto the field, who fires up, you know, Nelson Aguilar and a lot of those guys. And be like, we came here to win. You listen to that pregame Ram speech, and you're like, oh, my God. Yes. It is, this really is his team. Uh, yes, and then and the fact that you lose the, the combination of those two guys – the most respected veteran leader in that locker room on the offense in Jason Peters, unquestioned most respected top guy. And then your quarterback who your team is built around, who everyone just looks to, 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 you know, save the day. And he does. It's really from a, from a emotional perspective in that locker room. I do agree. I think there is a void there that needs to and be And there's filled. FaceTime and they're still texting and whatever. Yeah, but it's and just they'll be the there. I mean, look, yeah. Wentz is going to be the kind of guy, we're going to see him on the sideline. He's going to be involved, but it's it's a it's a tough one, John. Let's go to Akeem in uh, South Philly. What's going on, Akeem? Hey, how y'all fellas doing? Good, man. Evening? How are you? I, I just, I, I'm doing good. I'm on my way home from work. You know, long day, but um, real quick, um, been a big Eagles fan my whole life, you know, um, I just wanted to make a quick point where, though, everybody's getting out of blown out of proportion like Nick Foles is a rookie. You know, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, I just think that we need to just, you know, get behind him and let him do his thing. I think he's going to, like, Akeem, can I real quick? Yeah, real quick. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, look, I, I think getting behind Foles is the thing. And he's not, you know, some rookie who's never played in the NFL. He does have experience. But – when you say that, like, are you really think like he's a Pro Bowl quarterback? Do you think he's a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL, or do you think no, he got you know kind of had a great but... run for one year and he's a solid, serviceable quarterback? You know, he's a, a top thirty, top twenty five, maybe quarterback in the NFL. You know, I I give him top twenty five, but I mean he could start on another team. 
you know, and be productive. Sure, but we're talking that. about starting as the number one seed in the in the NFC playoffs. And I'm with you. Like, I believe in him. I'm with you. I just want to make sure that we don't, like, you know, expect Foles to go out and win them games every, you know, because that's not going to happen. Right. Well, you just definitely have to use, you know, what he has around him. If he does yes. that, then everything will be fine. Defense will step up. I think we'll be fine tomorrow. Well, John said it before. I, I think the, the point guard concept. Yeah, you want him to be a point guard. And it's just like, I do I think Nick Foles can be that, that guy that everybody, you know, going back to 2013? No. Can you get hot for four games? Yes. Yes, you can. Exactly. You make play mistake-free football and you're just bang, 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 and you don't miss wide open guys on drag routes. Yes. If you start hitting those things, he's got a nice soft touch, as Zach Hurts likes to say. Yeah, maybe there is something there, but we'll get more into it. What are you looking for out of Nick Foles? Tomorrow against the Giants, 888-729-9494. It is BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Can Nick Foles throw for seven touchdowns? Can he look like lightning in a bottle and suddenly go from antelope to cheetah? Probably not. But we do want to know. What exactly you are looking for tomorrow against the Giants? It is BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Mosh behind the glass, Sue Schilling with the updates, and uh, 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your Verizon AT&T cells if you want to get through. Uh, I just want to see the entire offense not change now. I thought we were going to go from this is going to become more of a run-focused team, and then as the week went on, I just... I, I agreed with the coaching staff and Malcolm Jenkins and a bunch of other guys are just saying, you know what? You really can't do anything differently. And you just got to cross your fingers and go, here we go, Nick Foles. And that's it. I mean, there's nothing else you can really expect other than that, at least from, you know, trying to shift this offense a ton. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And and I look, I, I do think you need to. I think the the distinction is not that they have to, because they're not good. Doug Peterson and, and this team is not going to all of a sudden, like you said before, you know, only throw the ball 20 times. It's that, not going to happen with yeah. this football team and Can't this coach and either. all that. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but I do think that the distinction is I, Doug needs to not abandon the run. Doug needs to get, and we, that's the yeah. issue we've seen like in the past. He needs to, if the run's not working, he has to have a deeper commitment to getting that going because it is not the same type of ability where you could just say, all right, Carson, carry us. Like, run game's not working. Screw that. Let's go. You're not going to be able to do that with Foles, especially against better teams. But I do agree with you conceptually with the idea that that you can't ask the entire thing to change. This offense has to do what they do. And Foles is going to have to make some plays. 888-729-9494. It's going to Mike in Broomall. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. So listen, guys, I, I agree with everything you're saying. They can't change the offense that much. They are going to have to, you know, Doug has, has a tendency every once in a while to get away from the run. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. But my, my biggest concern is they're now one hit away from Nate Sudfeld being in the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it seems to me like they have not addressed that. I mean, who's the emergency quarterback at this point? Trey Burton is your emergency okay. quarterback right now. Okay, so 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 they uh, so basically, I mean, if it falls goes down, and there's there's a, a chance that could happen, then we're then we have Nate. Sutton well, then it's then it's, then it's really over, yeah. Mike. You know, at that point, and I know there's emergency situations where you can get into, and then we might actually have reality when it comes to the Romo Kaepernick, et cetera, et cetera, whoever's right. Mike I, Vick, whoever's out there. 
type of conversation. But yeah, man. I mean, I, Mike, I don't know how much you watched Indiana football. Uh, I me, have never seen an Indiana football game. Me, the guy's a Big Ten quarterback. Yeah, yeah let me just tell you, not yeah. a lot of good stuff comes out of the Big Ten unless your name is Drew Brees and it's, you know, right. 2000 and whenever he got drafted. <laughs> Two, one. Yeah. Tom Brady was all right, but yeah. No, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, it's not it's not great, Mike, but. And that's where you know what do you what do you do at that point? And that's where Mike, we've asked this uh, for the last couple of days on BGN Radio. I, I, if if they somehow lock this thing up, that's why I don't want Nick Foles touching the field at all, despite how many non reps that he's been able to to take this I, season. I agree hundred percent. The last thing you need is that they they have they have home field throughout locked up, and he's just down against Dallas in the second half. Yeah. I I agree, I, but I, if they if they somehow let's say they win this week and Minnesota loses, which is more than likely, gonna which happen. is possible, uh, uh, you know, or not going to happen, not going to yeah. happen. But if if it does happen, I think you have to play Foles at least at least have in the Raiders game. I don't think I think he needs more reps than just one game of reps, and then a three week layoff before the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I, I think right. that's too much. I mean, he's a football player; he's got to go out and get some reps with the first team, but. I agree. I do. I do want to really get the Nate Studfeld thing going. Ah, the Studfeld. Nate Studfeld, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Instead of in my. So, I mean, I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that they've had to discuss. Obviously, the, the big name out there is Colin Kaepernick. I mean, there's, there's really nobody else out there who, who you'd want to bring in. You know, there's. But you know, I'm sure that they've had to discuss it. And I guess they're not going to do that until they until they'd be forced to. Yeah, I would. I would say so, Mike. And I, I'm. I'm sure that they have had different discussions on who is out there Absolutely. or what you could possibly do at this point. It's, it's called kinda, due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to kick some tires on, you know, like I said, what's John Kitten up to? I don't know. Like yeah, who, well, who is look, literally I, out there? I, that's and a free I, agent. And I, I, I might not be able to say this without literally projectile vomiting. As I say, oh, you, I know who you're going to, but say. I mean, it makes sense. Like Matt McGloin bringing, <laughs> bringing back God. the guy who knows the offense from the preseason and all that. Like, and look, I don't, Rather have I Nate think, Sudfeld. But, and I think they want to roll with Nate Sudfeld as at least for now. I, I think that oh, that's the perception you're getting from them. But or the kid from Tulsa who was in on training camp. Like, I, that's re- fine. Regardless, yeah. I, I as much as I personally wouldn't have a huge problem with the Kaepernick thing, I, I that is not happening. Like I, it's just, I just don't think it's going to happen. No, for a, a million different reasons. Yeah. At this point, and he would have been signed already yes, if it wasn't a thing. Exactly. But, yeah, and that's where it's just. You know, I don't want to think about any of that. That's a that's another trip down yeah, the road. It's where like, it's just man, like, let's not even let's just sorry let Nick this week. stay healthy. Just <laughs> yeah. go out and play, buddy. But I will say this makes everything else that more important when it comes to injuries. And that's when I look at the Wisniewski situation, yep. the flash panic. Well, of, your, 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 you know, level for mistake is, is shrunk. Mar- like it's really shrunk. It's, your yeah. margin for error. That was the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> level of mistake. Your margin for error is shrunk drastically. Yeah, it has. Let's go to Mike in Northeast Philly. Mike, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yo, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, man. So I want to talk about defense. I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about our defense. And I'm going to say the old adage of defense wins championships. Oh, no, you, know, you did it, Peyton Mike. And the Broncos did. You, you, you hit my you, pet th- peeve. That's the buzzword for Barchard. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Defense it's, it's gives cool. you a chance to win championships. And, and the only way it wins it, if it's an all-time great one or one of the best ever in the league. Well, what do you think of our defense? I think it's good. I think it can be great at sometimes. It, it, it can have flirts. a six-game run where they're great, yeah, but it flirts not, with special. Yeah, they're not going to be the 2000 Ravens. They're not going to be the Broncos no, from agreed. a couple years ago. Agreed. They're not going to be that all-time level. But I think with the pieces around, if 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 like John said before, if they can kind of make Foles into a point guard type of thing on offense, where they can really 
utilize because there is talent on offense. They do have playmakers. Sure. That is that is a positive. Whether it's Jeffrey or or Ertz or Ajay, I mean, there are guys you can give the ball to who can make plays. But uh, the defense is really for them to win if they want to achieve this mission as they look right. at it. The defense, defense has to, has to play it, yeah, potential. they, right. uh, yeah, to exactly to like their ceiling potential. Like they have to be right. close right. to great or great. And I think you hit it on the head with Foles. You know, as far as I know, everybody doesn't want to say the game manager, but that's what we need from him. Yep. We need him to come in. We need to make a couple third down plays, just like Deion Sanders says. Which I can't believe he said that. You know, Foles <laughs> yeah. needs to come in. He needs to hit two or three. Yeah, big third it's exactly down right. And game manage. It's exactly right, Mike. Yeah, oh, uh, to- uh, to- totally agree, Mike. And I-, I don't know if I don't know if he can just be a game manager and win. I'm not sure that this team is there yet. Because I they they will need a couple of big plays from sure. Nick Foles, I, and look, probably more than two or yeah, three. The, the whole game manager connotation as a, a weird thing. Like it's it, all over the place. Yeah, like yeah. look, people called Alex Smith the game manager, and and he's and granted he has dropped off, but he's had some monster games this season and and helped them win. But uh, I, I think as far as Foles goes, in the terms of a game manager, it's more it's just a catch all phrase to say don't lose it. You know, don't make yeah, exactly. mistakes that lose games for the Eagles. If Nick Foles, if we don't look back on a game and say the reason we lost is Nick Foles, then there's a chance that they can they can go all the way. Because you know I, what I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I look at Marcus Mariota as a game manager right now. Sure. And like I look at Dak Prescott as like plus game manager sure. because he goes and makes plays with his legs Absolutely. whenever he need to do. I don't know if I, you know, I, I think Foles is in between there, not in terms of skill set, and don't like I'm not saying. Uh, that in I would take all those guys. the weapons around him and all the things that he has the yeah, potential I, to I, do. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's Tennessee light right now ish. Something something like that. We're we're oh no, Tennessee heavy, I should say, because I like yeah. the running weapons. back core and I like the better offensive line a, a lot better here I mean, as well. Here, so, yeah. uh, let's go to Anthony, who's on his way to the game. Excellent, Anthony. What's on your mind, bud? Hey, it's great to uh, get a chance to talk to you guys. Uh, look, it's simple in my mind. We know Foles can do this. Tomorrow's game, to me, is going to define Doug Peterson, to me. He needs to have a plan so we still win this winnable game tomorrow. We only need two more this season, and the rest of it, we'll plan for that when we get there. Yeah, Anthony, I said the same thing before. I I said it in these terms. I said as much as it's important for Foles tomorrow, I feel like it, it is all on Doug. Like, it is Doug Peterson. It has to be Doug Peterson's team now. He has to take that leadership role above what Wentz used to do and and fill that void and be the guy that everybody looks to, and he has to come through. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're excited to be going up and uh, representing Philly. We're going to be loud, uh, loud as we are at home, and uh, hopefully we come back with another win, and then we're ready for that uh, Christmas night. Raiders game. That's right to clinch the, the clinch home field throughout, Christmas, buddy. baby. And that's where I mean, even even now having a bye is okay with me because that's what they clinch if they beat the Giants, no matter what. Yeah, they need a bye, no matter. What. I, I, I look uh, before with Wentz, it was one of those things where you're like, ah, eh, they don't have to get the one; they can go on the road and win with Wentz. They can do whatever. <laughs> Not anymore. I, I really like the one seed is is paramount to me now. Like they need to have the one seed. I. I just am not at the point where I can trust Nick Foles leading a team on enemy ground in the playoffs. Like, that doesn't sound like a winning formula. For me. And I wonder if that – do you think that changes in the next two games at all? Well, if look, if the, Nick Foles comes out and is having 300-plus yard games and I, whatever. Do it. I mean, for me, it might for other people, but, I mean, he's – Oh, they'll, I think definitely I mean, they have, everybody else they will go have, that way. They are playing three – 
trash defenses. I mean, we're talking with the Giants, the Raiders, and the Cowboys, three of the 10 worst defenses in football You're right now. You're insulting your favorite coach ever in Rodman Arnelli? Hey, not his fault, man. You got to have players, brother. You got to have players. <laughs> uh, I, look, I, they're, they're bad defenses, and I think that there are real opportunities for him to have a, a good couple games, whatever he has to play, but... Uh, it's it's a whole different ball game when you're facing Minnesota or Seattle in that situation or Los Angeles or whatever. Let's go to Chris in uh, Logan. Chris, you're on BGN Radio. What's up, bud? What's up, fellas? Yo! Seltzer, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? Oh, dude. Listen, well, I, it's good that both of you are here. I called the Midday Show this week, and I referenced you, John, because you made the smartest point since Carson Wentz has gone down. <laughs> Why are people excited about a backup because I, I just I couldn't figure it out Chris it's I couldn't crazy. figure it out it's, it's crazy and and we've all said it this week listen the defense has been playing good the defense has been playing good all season they have they, they obviously they struggled against Seattle they struggled against uh, the Rams they're gonna have to step their game up and 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 Nick Foles is not going to win you games like Carson Wentz would have He's just he just can't lose the games. It's it's not being a game manager. Like game manager is you, you throw for you throw the ball seventeen times and you don't throw any interceptions. No, he's going to get he's going to throw the ball twenty five or maybe thirty times. But they got to run the ball better. The defense has to play better. He's not going to make the third down conversions like Carson did. He's not going to make the ex- escape and. Nobody knows where he is kind of plays like Carson The did. red zone success. Yeah. Exactly. He just can't lose the game. What we need from this team, and this is going to prove, all, and I know there there are, are still some people out there, maybe one sitting in the studio, the Doug Peterson haters. Uh, <laughs> Not, anymore. Not anymore. Not <laughs> anymore, right, right, right. But, like, this is going to prove, can this guy, Doug Peterson, get a team who has lost its leader, its quarterback, can he get his team – ready to play, I mean, you could argue some of the most important games of the year because now they have lost their leader. Where's the morale? Who's going to step up? Is mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins going to be the leader of that team? Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Uh, will Nick Foles step in and play well? And listen, it's going to be fine. Nick Foles is going to be fine. I have no problem with that. But, John, I'm with you. People got to stop calling in and, and, and saying it's like we drafted Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Oh, Chris, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy call, week Chris. like that. I want to get into why I do have a little bit of hope when it comes to Foles, the defense, and a lot more when we get back. BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's BGN Radio. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer. You can find us on the Twitter.com at BGN underscore radio. We aren't letting the Wentz news get us down. We are still having a big celebration coming next Friday. We were still right about Carson Wentz. We were still right about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You're damn right. And we're going to celebrate that fact before Christmas. We were right before Christmas happening at the Underground Arts Theater there are so many giveaways to this thing now. LL Pavorsky is giving away a hundred dollars uh, to the first hundred and fifty people that walk through a door. Uh, the word art guys—I don't know if you have ever seen that, James, before. It's, where it's awesome. It's amazing. It's just a bunch of uh, quotes and things from famous players, and it's, they it's recreate unbelievable, them. The, the word art stuff. So uh, we're also giving away two hundred and fifty Allen Iverson word art posters when you walk through the door. 
It's 18 bucks. It's 20 day of it. will sell out. Undergroundarts.org. It's a live podcast. BGN Radio writes to Ricky Sanchez. It's going to be a it's going to be a fun time. Santa might and, show up. I have no idea. And beer, John. Lots of beer. Lots of beer. Plenty of beer in a in a live performance there. Normally, this is where we would do the NFC least, but uh, everybody's the least. It's officially over. We did it. Victory, yeah. Uh, even with a, a big casualty, which is what we're talking yes. about. But uh, still, know, we can still thing. say Giants, Washington, Dallas. Literally all the least. Suck it. That's right. Suck it. Literally the all the least as uh, we're rolling on here. So what is, what are you looking for against the Giants? It can be about Foles, and that's what we've been discussing for the last hour. Uh, but in terms of hope and step up in, who was it? Was it Dan or Chris? Chris had Chris. mentioned that, you know, you're looking towards the defense, and we've heard that a lot. Uh, for some reason, I just have this feeling that there might be a Sidney Jones miracle in here somewhere. I don't think they're just practicing him just to see where he's at. I think they're getting him ready. Well, you know, you know, they made that decision. They go, okay, this is what we have to well, do now. I thought we talk a lot and have in the past about the way that organizations kind of package the things that they put out. And I don't, I didn't think it was any coincidence that the moment the Carson Wentz news breaks, it's like, but hey, Sidney Jones is practicing. <laughs> it's like, like, hey, that's right cool. before Doug says it. Here you it's go. It's like, hey, so I do think that I'm with you, John. I don't think they they kind of push it out there that way as kind of a positive like that, unless they, they really believe there's a chance he could get back on the field. 888-729-9494. If you want to get in, let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Steve, what's up, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. Hey, listen, um, I just want to talk about uh, Nick Foles for a little bit here, man. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, um, everybody's upset, you know, Carson got hurt. But when I look at Nick Foles and, and I look at that situation with him, um, you know, everybody's so quick to jump on the, you know, Nick Foles is nothing, he's back up or whatever. But but my whole thing is you got to look at the situations that he's been in. So his first year when he went, 20, you know, uh, the 27-2, and two, right, mm-hmm. and he makes the Pro Bowl, and, you know, he becomes the MVP of the Pro Bowl. Like, th- those, to me, those aren't fluke things, you know. If it's one game where he kind of goes off, you know, okay, fine, great. But, you know, the man played a really good season, you know, and that was when uh, Chip Curry well, first came in. Just, Nobody... Steve, just to be fair, a really good half a season. It wasn't even a full season. Okay, well, he, you know, Chip, Chip Kelly, um, you know, he came in. He had some, some things that people hadn't seen before, you know. And, and going into that second year when, when Nick Foles was coming in there again, they, um, you know, everything was really, you know, defenses were saying, hey, look, we know what play they're going to run, you know, as soon as they line up on the field. You know, and, and I feel like he was put in a pretty bad situation in that second year with Chip Kelly as a head coach because everyone can agree that Chip Kelly wasn't the best at, uh, at running the team there, especially the offense. And, you know, when you have a guy like Nick Foles doing run-pass option plays, um, you know, there, there's a little bit of a situation there as far as the head coach goes. So he right, gets but, but at the same time, you have to, you, Steve, and I agree with your general concept, but you can't take one side of it and say, oh, with the second year with Chip Kelly – screwed Foles over, but the first year made him 27 and two, you know, you have to kind of take the the good with the bad yeah. with that. It worked out really well. The first year it didn't work out as well. Once kind of people saw it was coming. Well, I look at, I look at the situation, right? So the next year he goes to, um, uh, the LA or at the Rams. So he goes to the Rams and who was the head coach, Jeff Fisher, right? Well, Jeff Fisher has Jared Goff, Case Keenum and Nick Foles. So Nick Foles steps in there. They try to get him to play. And it doesn't work out. Then you get Case Keenum in there, right? And it doesn't work out. And then you have Jared Goff, and and it seemed like it wasn't going to work out with him either. 
And now you look at all three of those guys now and how they're playing. Well, at least two of them, Jared Goff and, and Case Keenum. And everyone, you guys can agree with me that Jeff Fisher wasn't the uh, greatest when it comes to uh, oh, 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 yeah, quarterbacks. Steve, and, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I really appreciate the phone call. We're just kind of going to fit everybody else in here, too. I know you're, where you're going with that. I think that's when you start rationalizing, oh, well, there's, there's, we still haven't seen the best of Nick Foles yet. And I think we already have. Well, yeah. First, 27 and 2. It'll never get better than that. Well, however much luck was involved, it will never get better than that. Nick Foles, look, there's a reason. There is a reason that for the last two and a half years or whatever it is, two years, that Nick Foles has been three, you know, whatever it is, he has been a backup quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. There is a lot of NFL game tape on Nick Foles. Coaches know what this guy is and what he has to offer. There's a reason he's a backup. That doesn't mean he's not a great backup as far as that goes and that he can't step into this situation with a lot of weapons and an offense he knows really well and have success. Like he did in Kansas City. He Ex- did. He played okay He in played Kansas all right. He played and that's, fine. I think, a more of a barometer of, like, probably of what you're going to get out sure, of this. Sure, sure. And if that happens, good. I mean, that's probably better than... You know, anything right. that I would expect out of him. Don't delude, though, and think that, you know, again, he's going to to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. All right, let's go to uh, John real quickly in uh, Westchester. John, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, pal? Nothing so, much, man. So, for me, this is by far the most important game for the Eagles this year. This is going to either make or break the success or failure for the playoffs. And reason being is momentum and confidence. If Foles goes in and plays horrible – we're going to lose momentum and we're going to lose the confidence. But if it goes in and plays extremely well, we'll have both going into the postseason. And we all know, regardless of the sport, the team that has the momentum and confidence going into the postseason plays well. Yeah, which is interesting too right now, John, because I don't know who's playing the hottest and the best at this moment in time. I would have said it was the Eagles after that Rams game, but now you got to kind of restart that motivation and that momentum. Maybe it's... The Saints, maybe it's Carolina. I don't know. Last couple of games, I'm not really sure who's going to have that hot hand. I mean, you know, by some miracle, maybe it ends up Atlanta being Aaron Rodgers or whatever. Maybe yeah. I can see Absolutely. it being. No, and Absolutely, I, John, I think sure. you do yeah. make. I think you make a very fair point in the sense that, and it's your know, most important game of the season is is kind of a a tough term because that there's so many across the season where if they're not 11 and two right now, it's not nearly as important because they're fighting for something else or it's a different game's more important, but. I do agree with the concept that psychologically it will do a lot for this team if Nick Foles can come out and play well. I I totally agree with that. I think momentum and confidence are are underrated in sports. I think they're – and football more than any other sport, they are crucial. It's an emotional sport. This game is all about going out, using emotion and and talent, obviously, but emotion to beat the guy in front of you, to, to want to win. And I, I I agree. I think it's a, a, an underrated thing, especially in football. And just to step outside of football for a moment, from what I saw last night, it's a Sixers game, and I know that it's it's a different sport and it's a different athlete. But when Joel Embiid looks to the crowd and does this, he turns into Hulk Hogan, and he that just and he just becomes we an immobile like, force. We act like yeah. athletes are not human beings with emotions and thought. Like that yeah. stuff influences them and makes them play better, worse, whatever it is. I, I totally agree. I think that matters a, a ton. And speaking of that playoff picture, let's talk about it because there's going to be some different seeds coming in. It's a very important weekend for everybody. Let's get a sense of the playoff picture. What makes you scared? What makes you not so scared at this point with Nick Foles at the helmet? It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
Sports. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now, there are a lot of teams that you were not scared of with Carson Wentz at the helm. And I certainly thought, no matter what, James had even pointed out earlier, Carson Wentz walks into Minnesota and you have to go play there for the NFC Championship game. I'm sure there would be enough motivation to stay there because the Super Bowl happens two weeks after that. It's different now. And that's what this hour is going to be pretty much dedicated to because there are a lot of teams now that scare me. In particular, the Vikings, who I was just saying it's Case Keenum and whatever. Now the matchup completely changes over because a lot of your passing game goes out the window, or at least so we think so today. I think that Minnesota is a terrible matchup if they have to go into Minnesota. And then you just look at the rest of the NFC here, James, and it really just is a matter of, well, which quarterback do they have? Because that's really all that matters again in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the most frustrating part, right, is that we're talking about the whole Wentz thing and the, and the drop-off to Foles, whereas the teams that I'm most scared to play in the playoffs, whether it's here or somewhere else and likely here, are the teams that have a quarterback, especially ones that have had success in the playoffs before. Obviously, you're terrified of the Packers getting into the playoffs. I don't think they ultimately do, but that's a scary thought. Other than that, it's Seattle. It's the Falcons. It's teams that with quarterbacks who have been to the Super Bowl, who've had success in the playoffs, who are guys who can win games for you, especially Wilson. We just saw it happen here. Like Those are the teams that I'm scared of them being able to come in here and, and Russell Wilson winning a game against this Eagles team without Wednesday. That's the type of stuff that scares me. Yeah, and they have a huge matchup against the Rams this weekend. That's going to be kind of game of the week, 4-0-5. Well, there are a bunch of game of the week. Yeah. So we got Steelers, Patriots. we got Packers, Panthers. Obviously, tonight, the Chargers, Chiefs. There's a lot of good football. Finally, some premier matchups in uh, week 15 of the NFL season. We made it, season. John. We made it. At 1-4 and at and the night game. So they're, uh, they're finally turning that around there. So, and you're right. And the one thing that doesn't scare me is Drew Brees anymore. So I like the I didn't even Saints. mention the Saints there, which is pretty funny. And yeah. I didn't even think about it. I'm mentioning the teams with quarterbacks who've won before. <laughs> Drew Brees certainly one of those. He doesn't scare me the way he used to. I'm much more scared of Ingram and Kamara coming yes. in here. I, I'm, more, I'm more scared of Brees because he now has a running game that you also <laughs> need to worry about. Yeah, I, I feel and you. They, 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 they miss their timing on yeah, all of that, though. He's just different. Brees doesn't have the same type of arm, the same type of ability. Uh, but Moshe, I get your point. It's a good point. Pressure's off him, and he knows the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. And you can just click that on at kind of any time. Panthers to me are the same way too, because you're going to get good cam or bad cam, and you can always make bad cam happen Absolutely. with their defense. And ba- and good cam can beat anybody on any given day. So it's a look. It's a, a we talk. You look at the Steeler or the AFC and the Steelers and Patriots kind of dueling for that one seed most likely this weekend. But all the and the Jags a fine team, but all the kind of trash that's around those teams in that division. But in the NFC, you're going to see good teams not make the playoffs. I mean, the Packers, again, very unlikely to make the playoffs. Probably one of those two NFC West teams not making the playoffs. It's going to be a really tight race here. And it's kind of funny, too, because, like, there are still – I think it's hilarious that Cowboys fans are holding out on hope here. Oh, God, it's Lions are playing Chicago right now. They're at 7-6. Green Bay's got – um, you know, a couple of two back-to-back really tough matchups. Aaron Rodgers coming back yeah. so, and they're at seven and six Cowboys are at seven and six. The whole NFC South is 
eight and five or it's better. Ridiculous. Except the Buccaneers, yeah. There's no way. So even if all those teams end up ten and six, there's going to be a lot of teams that miss a playoff at, the, at, at ten and six. I love the Dallas. Keep keep thinking it, Dallas. I want I want the heartbreak to be that much more when you're finally officially knocked out of the playoffs. But I, yeah, it's it's silly. I, the the it be Herculean for the Cowboys to make the playoffs. What point. would be the best scenario for the Eagles here if it happens? Let's just say. Next two games, or even this week, by some miracle, the Bengals beat the Vikings. They have home field advantage locked up. What's the best scenario for these teams now to come in? Who do you want to see in that divisional round, and who do you want to see potentially come through there as a as a wild card coming into Philadelphia? 888-729-9494, pound 9494, and you've rice and AT&T cell. I think I would love if the, someone can go into Minnesota. That's probably your best chance in my opinion because I really the, the Vikings now have it just based on their defensive loan it, it just yeah I don't want to play the Vikings work. I don't want to play Who's, the Vikings who I, can knock off the Vikings well I think look all right you're, you obviously are are hoping Detroit sneaks in and wins a game let's let's throw them out they're the least likely I think of these teams to not only yeah. make the playoffs but to make damage in the playoffs and the Packers that other kind of wild card literally and figuratively potential team uh, where, you know, Rodgers just terrifies you. I think we could both agree, don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. You look at the other teams, which is likely the way it will shake out if you had to bet your house right now. Um, I, I'm not particularly scared of the Saints coming in here, like you said, at least in the same way. I'm probably not as scared of the Panthers coming in here as I should be. Um, and and I, I'm scared of the Vikings coming in here. I'm scared of the Falcons coming in here. I'm scared of Seattle coming Why in here. Why the Falcons? I'm curious. Because I saw them do it last year. And because it, that offense has enough pieces when they're clicking to, look, we've talked a lot about this. I don't I don't think the formula for the Eagles winning in the playoffs is, is shootout. Uh, that's not something no, I think no, is no. going to be the best yeah. case scenario for them. And I think that there's a good chance that if that Falcons offense can click, at least they're sealing you know, you're going to have to score points to beat them, and, and that scares me. And they have a fast defense, too, that can, you know, potentially cause some problems. for. Yeah, first. and Trufant's extremely still underrated, even though it's, you know, they're still having a pretty good season defensively overall. Uh, I just think Sarkeesian is the biggest factor of that and the the biggest change. And I think Jim Schwartz matches up really well against what they do, even though it's Julio Jones. And he proved that even with Kyle Shanahan at the home. Last year, mm-hmm. I, I I would prefer I agree. I agree. the Falcons coming in here. I like the Panthers coming in. Basically, anybody in the NFC South, I think I'm okay with. Uh, uh, look, I, I and I, that's really it. I mean, like Seattle's, I don't want to see the Rams again. Yeah. I don't want to see see the Seahawks. I don't want to see Russell Wilson, and I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I'm fine with the Rams. I don't want to see the Rams, but Jared Goff on the road in a big playoff game is not something I'm ready to say that's a, a unbeatable task, or, and obviously not unbeatable. <laughs> right. But I'm not I'm not afraid of Jared Goff coming into the link. For a playoff game, I think we can get inside his head. I think that's a, a potential matchup that I could get down with. I get a lot. Is more- there any names we can start calling Jared Goff? Let's just write some, write down some ideas. Start thinking about it. You know, I like, like that. An Eva Eva type of uh, type of chant. Ooh, that's good. Some- uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll think on we'll that. We'll come up with something. But I, I not Larry Poff. Yeah, no, definitely sure. not Larry Poff. Who will be at with us? By the way, we were right before Christmas. Underground Arts Theater Friday, uh, the twenty second. Tickets are going to sell out. Uh, pretty pretty quickly here. So it's $18 undergroundarts.org. We're going to celebrate all those uh, fun things. And I don't, yes, and look, the Seahawks don't necessarily have to go into, or yeah, the Eagles don't have to go into Seattle in probably any scenario that you can think of unless they really tank and they become. Yeah, you know, it's really one, unlikely that they're going to have to go to Seattle. Uh, almost impossible. And 
I kind of like that coming into here, even though if they get to that point anyway with home field advantage locked up, they're probably red hot at that point, and sure, you're going to have to find a way to slow them down. Is it weird to me, or is it weird to say that I would rather almost see the Saints than I would the Vikings at that point, or excuse me, the, the Seahawks um, other than the Vikings? You're saying the Seahawks, Seahawks rather than the Vikings coming in or going to. Uh, and look, I like I said, I think the Vikings and the Seahawks and the Falcons, those are the three teams that scare me the most. And I would say that the Seahawks and the Vikings, probably the top two. I wasn't including the Vikings in that divisional round, likely the other bye. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that defense is is super legit. They're going to make they're you're, they're going to be able to stop your running game with seven guys, six guys. Like they're not going to have to fill the box the same way other teams might. Um, Nick Foles is going to have to be able to beat the Vikings if they're going to beat them. So, uh, yeah, that terrifies me. Defense travels. They can come in here and play. And yeah. and Case Keenum's been good for them. Like, you know, for whatever it is, sure, everyone's like, oh, it's Case Keenum, but he's mobile and he's made some plays and they have, like, legit, legit weapons there. But um, I, I personally, Russell Wilson alone is the single player. It's very scary. Who's scared, other than Rodgers, who I don't think is going to make it. Russell Wilson scares me the most. I think I'm saying that mostly because I would rather have a team that they have seen already before. And I know it's hard to beat the same th- the teams twice. Or, well, they didn't beat the Seahawks, so. <laughs> which is, which, which is kind of nice. And what I was going with there is like, all right, well, you know, they've they've learned now. They know what's, what does and does not work. And, yeah, Jim Schwartz, don't call any zero coverage blitzes because that's how Russell Wilson beats you and stuff like that. I think that's where I'm basically at and why I'm saying I would not want to face the Vikings because it's just – the tape's all out there, but it's a lot different to get a feel once you've played these guys before. Let's go to Nick in West Norton. Uh, Nick, what's going on tonight, buddy? How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. I uh, I was actually just walking out of Wawa. I had no idea that you guys were doing a later show today, so I was so pumped up. I wanted to <laughs> oh, good. Right nice. But, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So, is BLG there with you guys? He's not. He's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of uh, cool family stuff going on. I think Grandma's in town, and they're all hanging out for some uh, festivities okay. and things. Well, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, I hope it's all positive stuff. And I, I can't believe I'm about to say this because I love BLG, but I'm kind of glad he's not there for this call because, man, that guy <laughs> is not a Nick Foles guy. No. <laughs> I, I, what I'm going to say is putting man, it lightly, I, I, Nick. Yeah. It, right, right. Like, well, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, in 2013, I was, I was 20 years old. I never saw anything like what Nick Foles was doing. I thought he was going to be the guy. I was and probably still am in a lot of ways his biggest fan. Um, but obviously, you know, I've matured. I, I now understand he has his limitations. He's you had your first Carson beer, Wentz. and you're just like, okay, I, now, uh, now I know what's going on. Yeah. I never had a beer until I was 21. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. But I, I think if we really look at this from not just a fan-speak way of, we're going to be all right, he's going to do okay. If we look at it more along the lines of, look at every single quarterback to get away from Jeff Fisher and that previous staff – we are not getting the Rams version of Nick Foles. We're just not. Oh, I no, I, I agree with that. I agree, too. But, but my question is, Nick, which for version of Foles are you getting? What is it closer what, to? I personally think we're going to get something in between what he was in 2013 and what he was in the very, very limited showings he had with the Chiefs. I, I'm going to tell you right now, where he falls in that spectrum is absolutely going to be closer to the Chiefs because what he did in 2013 had never been done before. But I know for a fact we're not getting that disaster that he was in St. Louis because at the end of the day, man, the guys won a lot of games. And no matter how much we talk about Wentz and how he's not him, 
you, you really can't take that away from him. Yeah, uh, I, 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 mean, I appreciate I, the call. I agree to a point. I, look, I don't think he's going to be the St. Louis guy. I think that just to assume, though, that St. Louis was just a total aberration because Case Keenum's having success now and right. everyone who was, you know, like and I, like I heard someone call and say, well, every quarterback under Jeff Fisher has been terrible except for Steve McNair, but you can't count Steve McNair. Why? <laughs> Why don't you count Steve McNair? Well, uh, he would, was good under Jeff Fisher. I would say that the, the, the gaps Physically in between. Physically different, of course. The teams but were completely different. Sure, too. but th- that's the point. Like, yeah. yeah, there were not a lot of playmakers in Los An- or St. Louis slash Los Same Angeles thing. either. Yeah. Exactly. But, I, I, like, I, I think that Foles' flaws were just magnified in that oh, definitely. situation. Definitely they were. But yeah, I agree. I don't think you're going to see that. You know, I mean, Nick Foles in St. Louis was not like, didn't look like an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he definitely is. And this is what I'll say to Nick's point about, well, he's won a lot of games. Uh, that ha- ha- has he though? That's what I mean. Like people kind of wipe out 14, but because this team it's still won 14 games. 14 and four. That's what you hear. You know, he was 14 and four as a starter for those Eagles teams. He went eight and two that first year in the 10 games he started. He's six and two. He gets hurt the next year. So that's what you always hear the 14 and four, but right. that is a miss. But we forget, we forget yes. San Francisco week four, 2014. Totally. We forget the first half of Jacksonville when Jacksonville was God awful, terrible. And it, they were it was awful. That, the crap in, out that of Indianapolis game. I mean, yeah. there's so many games you can point to where where Jerry Macklin is literally screaming, "Hey, dude, I am wide open mm-hmm. for a long touchdown," and he take the sack. Like that's the Nick Foles I still remember. There were also I, those six games where he went one in five his rookie year that people seem to forget yeah. about. Well, yeah, that I was mean, I don't. That was the whole end of the <laughs> game. Like, you want to see what you got, kid? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Starter. I'm talking about that. I'm with. I get. I agree with you there. But it was that was like a lost cause. <laughs> that was just the end of Andy <laughs> Reid. It was time to I, end it. I feel like he's never had a chance to overcome those flaws because you look at his career. Yes, he was with the Eagles for those first three seasons. He had a different head coach and or quarterback coach. Every single year of his career, Andy, Chip, Chip, Jeff Fisher, Andy, now Doug. He had Doug at the start of his career as Doug now. He kept under Chip, he had Bill Lazor, then Bill Musgrave. So much inconsistency at the start of your career. Let us never forget all the Bill Lazor takes during that time period. (laughs) Good Lord. You say, yeah, he went down to Miami to be their offensive coordinator after that. And he's going to fix Ryan Tannehill now. And, oh, they didn't get along. And now it's, yeah, I mean, that was ridiculous. And now he's in Cincinnati. He's their offensive coordinator there. when, When you have that much inconsistency in the coaches that are supposed to grow you and teach you to overcome your college flaws, that kind of stunts your growth as a quarterback. Oh, it absolutely does. Not to say that he of, could have been a great starter, yes. but yeah, I agree. Having the the, right the guys one thing I important. will say is he has spent uh, a good amount of his years, the, the majority of his NFL years, in the same or a similar type of system. So that is kind of a counter to that. But I do agree. I think yeah, what well, West Coast it type offense it yeah. matters. Let's go to Ed in uh, Delaware. Ed, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, let me let me take you off speaker real quick. Appreciate that. All right, look, listen, I'm good day. Well, you guys kind of actually hit the nail on the head with the uh, polls. Because I think with, with Kelly, he got killed. Yeah, and for LA, yeah, when the offensive line went down and it wasn't, you know, it was just kind of injury ridden. McCoy was well, obviously dead leg from the year, previous he had year before. All five guys in 2013 yeah. played yeah. every I single mean, every time, games. Every time the ball was hiked, he was in a rush. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Every single time the ball was like, he was in a rush. But he was still making plays. Ah, uh, no, he wasn't. 
That's the thing. He, he did. He uh, did. Man. Record. He was. We were calling for Sanchez. Like people now, were yeah, calling now, before he got now hurt. Now he's got. Now he's got a. He ain't got the best front end line on because I mean the injuries and all that stuff. I get that. I understand that. But he does have a little bit more time. Yeah, the, the, if you're comparing it to 14, yeah, I oh. sh- sure I agree with that. But well, twenty again, 2013 when Nick Foles had that season where everyone, you know, whatever you want to say about it, all five offensive linemen played 16 games. Yeah, like, that so rarely happens. And including five, our good friend Todd le- Harriman. Yeah, buddy. and five legit linemen, <laughs> like good linemen. It was a great offensive line that played a big role. Yeah, I just think we forget about a, a lot of the different stuff to what he is. And listen, trying to figure out what is going to happen tomorrow is that's that's where we're all at. I have no idea what to expect from this 2017 Nick Foles who had shoulder problems in training camp and you didn't really get to see a lot of them and when he was in oh he didn't even he wasn't even in any, any yeah. preseason games. Was it elbow I thought it was? It was yeah, it elbow, that's elbow right. problems, yeah. So He didn't even play. Remember we were talking like is Nick Foles hurt? Yeah, worse? Like, like, is, is he going to be, be here? Like, <laughs> are they going to go out? Remember, we were saying like Kaepernick stuff in the preseason because yeah. it's like, oh, Foles is out. Go, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely. Um, and now, and now it's all on his shoulders, John. Yeah, we we have uh, we have no idea what's going to happen, which is kind of uh, frightening, exciting, and nerve wracking all at the same time. We'll talk more about it. Speed GN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Speed GN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Bleeding Agreement Nation Radio, BGN Radio. Here with you for another half hour. Ruben Frank on after that. I'm curious what Rube thinks about this, Nick Foles, too. So I want to listen into that as well. He's with you from 7 until 10. 888-729-9494 if you want to get in. You know what, James? We've spent a lot of time about this entire week being nervous and being like, oh, down in the dumps more or less. People think the season is over. I'm okay if you think that way. I, I, there is still hope in, in this. It's a you know, it's an 11-2 and two football team. You don't want to just wash away after an incredible season. They're going to have a home playoff game at some point. It's been the best part of this season thus far for you. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, and and honestly, not to, to make it a depressing question, uh, and it really was my biggest takeaway from the Carson Wentz injury. Obviously, you know, the the hurting their chances to win it all and the magical run and all that type of stuff. But just the concept that I don't get to watch that dude play on Sunday and watch the Eagles play without, like, that it's so much fun to watch him play football and make yeah. these plays that no one else on the planet can make and do these amazing things that, and we haven't had a guy like that, you know, for a long time where it's someone who you just were like, that's our guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're so saying like the, the just leap, watching right? Carson Wentz play football for 12, 13, whatever weeks it was, 14 weeks before he gets hurt. Like having the chance to have a legitimate, MVP type player leading my team every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever it is for me, that has been a really unique, special feeling. And I've loved every second. of it. And you know what? It was so much fun too, because a lot of the, uh, the draft Twitter, the draft pundits outside of, you know, the big ones like DJ and Mike Mayock and those guys who just said, wait, it'll be fine. And then, you know, after five weeks, they start going like, uh, huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That opening toss to Nelson Aguilar for, 
the first touchdown of the year was just like I, I remember. Like, oh, I remember oh! Having, having to go to everybody and be like, "Okay, we're just gonna wait. Just wait until about week seven or eight. We'll see how the season's going, and then we're dunking on them." And I couldn't even stand it. Then I was like, "Nope, you guys were wrong. You guys were all wrong." <laughs> and that's our quarterback, and he still is going to be the QB here. Yeah, you know, as 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 bad as we feel, and we don't know what's going to happen for the next couple of games either. Like I'm I'm all about great stories in sports, miracles. This would Doug be Peter- one of the wow. best. This- Can you imagine? Like it would have been a been great a way one. to win it this way. Well, that's Man. the thing is it already be- would have been a great one where if they had won it with Wentz, where this team that was like, oh, maybe they'll be nine and seven, right. maybe ten. Like that we they become the be best here. team, and he's the MVP, yeah. and they- it still would have been a great story, but. If they can do it now, where Nick Man. Foles after you lose the MVP of the league and Nick Foles and the story just alone with Nick Foles, the fact that he was here in 2013 and had that moment and then it all kind of went away and to be back and it be Nick Foles who's the guy who carried them to a tie. Are you kidding me? Like it'd be it'd be more less realistic than a sports movie. Like it wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. seem real. Yeah. And that's where you're kind of looking for one of those moments like you know, Miracle in the Meadowlands, at least for me, with Deshaun, the, the is, most recent is probably the craziest thing I've ever seen happen with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right? Like, and just in one particular, yeah. In one I particular, mean, I don't remember anything like a game turning around like that where it was such well, an important game for so, them. I mean, for them to put up as many points as they did in such right. a short span of time and then to win it on a punt return where there was like no. Like at the fact that they actually punted the ball to Deshaun, obviously a mistake, but there was just no way that was going to happen. And then it happened. So yeah, I think so if, for one particular thing, sure, more than twenty six pops into sure, my head. Sure. But but if this happens like this, oh, it's better, it's bigger than all. Forget nothing's close. Jeff Hostetler, if you've heard a million times, forget everything you heard about. I mean, this is this trumps Earl Morrill. This trumps everything. It trumps all of it. Uh, that would be kind of a and all right. We're all in the trust right here, as Jack Fritz likes to say. Counterpoint podcast. You can find that there at BGN underscore Radio in our feed. BLG. I hate to say it. Said he's going to feel weird if Foles wins one. Yes, I'm the complete opposite. Me too. I'm I'd all be in. like, oh my god, how did that happen? I don't even care. I just want a Super Bowl title. I don't care if it's Nate Studfeld who wins it for me. I just want who, a title. Who only scores what? Studies. 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 I know. We're ridiculous. I love it. Mike's probably not ridiculous. Let's go to him in Delaware. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. This is the first time I've ever heard you. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. man. So I got on when you were kind of talking about who you do want to see and who you don't want to see. And this may have been talked about, but all those teams are indoor teams. Most and of them I'm are, yeah. It's a good point, man. Yeah, all of them. New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah, Seattle's uh, really Minnesota. the only one that's not in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Really the only two that are not of those teams. And he, Yeah, and even Seattle, they can close it. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, how I see the Eagles from this point forward. So like everybody else, I'm going to die a thousand deaths if they don't win the Super Bowl uh, emotionally. But like intellectually... I see Nick Foles as kind of like a backup point guard that will average 12 points and six boards and make some plays, but also have nights where he'll have three points and one assist. And eight turnovers yeah. or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of looking at the team in the light of that. Like maybe we get on a run and good things turn out, and he turns out to be like Jeff Hostetler, and he has a magic year. But – 
apart from that, like what I want to see is what Doug Peterson gets these guys to do. Yes. You know, like that sack up time and pedal to the metal, and if it's going to happen, make it happen. And I want to see that. And Mike, have and you ever have they, ever seen the movie Glory? No, I never did see that movie. Well, here I'm going to tell you. So. If you don't know, I'm sorry. I'm going to ruin the movie for you. But it, and it's, spoiler it's, alert it's for about, the 1987 movie Glory with <laughs> Denzel Washington and Matthew Broderick. About 30 years. Yeah. So there's a scene at the end where you think that they're going to come over and just take over this fort that they've been firing on all night. And they're like, and they're, they are, they get all very emotional. The flag carrier goes down. Somebody picks it right back up. And they keep charging the hill. They make it over the hill. And they're like, oh, my God, they're going to do this thing. And then sitting there waiting for them. It's an entire line of riflemen and just wipes out the entire squad. That's what I feel is is going to happen. Like, there's going to be this rally around moment. We're all going to buy back in. They're heading to the Super Bowl. They're heading to the NFC Championship game, whatever it is. And there's the riflemen. And it just kind of takes us all by surprise. Russell like, just Wilson gets wiped is the out. rifleman in That's this case. That's right. <laughs> 38 to nothing. You're just going like, wow, that sucked. That was depressing. I hope it doesn't, but yeah, in in the way Very that positive outlook there, Jeff. I know we're just saying like, yeah, we're tired of all this. Let's just be positive. Let's be positive. Actually, it'll be in the we're ending of glory. We're about to get gunned so, down. It's great. Let's go to Tom in Abington. Tom, what's going on, buddy? Hey, so I was, what's going on there, what's up, Tommy? Hey, yeah, well, Jimmy. A side note: I, I cleaned that up for the uh, timeshares line. So, oh, good work. <laughs> I'm excited for it. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I I feel your guys' uh, angst there. I mean, you know, we know what we're dealing with, but. Uh, the one thing that, that gives me comfort is, one, all these other teams, every other team in the NFL, um, there's that one game where you look at and you just say, how did they lose that game? And they just look complete opposite of a contender, except for the Eagles. They, they don't have a game like that. Yeah, you would say the Seattle's the closest, but, you know, in Seattle against Russell Wilson, you, you can point to other sure. reasons they lost that game. It wasn't, you know, they beat themselves too. So, yeah, I think that's a, a, there's a fair point in there, Tommy. And with all the losses that they've had, I mean, Rosen and Douglas, I, they've built this team to survive all this. We just hope they got it right with Mickey Foles. Well, yeah. yeah, and it's crazy too, right? Because you know what's funny to me, Tom, is Jordan Hicks is that good, and he yeah. is one of the best players that they have on the defense, and that defensive line has made everyone completely unnoticeable in terms of mistakes, whether it's Joe Walker, whether it's Ellerby that they're probably going to have to stick in there, Najee Good. That defensive right. line is that good that Jordan Hicks isn't noticeable. I mean, Hicks, Peters, yeah. Sproles, and then now to lose what? Like, they were already that team that people were like, oh, next man up, beating adversity. <sighs> they were already that, and then they lost the MVP of the yeah. league. It's it's now, crazy, now, Tommy. Now it really gets tested. Yeah, now it, it really, really gets does. tested. We just all got to keep the faith. And Love I'm fine team. with that, Tom. I would rather keep the faith than just be like, oh, you guys are crazy. Because what is just fun stupid. They're still going to be the one seed in the NFC, most yes. likely. Like, come on. Like, all you have to do is win two games and you're in the Super Bowl. All you have to win two games at the link and you're in the Super Bowl. I'll take seven to three for the rest of the time. I don't I'll care. I'll take seven to I'll six. Take I don't care. Of the worst football I'll games I've ever seen. I'll take two nothing. I'll take a safety and nothing else. <laughs> I don't care, man. Yeah, let's make everybody else upset. The other's like, oh, yeah. this NFL product is terrible. Yes. The Eagles won the Super Bowl two to nothing? <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. We'll take it. Let's go to Nicole. Nicole, what's going on? Not much. How about you guys? Doing all right. What's on your mind tonight? Well, first of all, your analogy with Glory just put me in a mood. I'm so sorry, Nicole. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot all about that movie, and I just 
hurt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt a lot more for that one guy out there. It's like, you spoiled it after oh, 30 how years. How could you? Yeah, after this thing that happened in 1864. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But here's my thing. Um, and I and I am with you 100% about I just want a Super Bowl. I want it for my dad because, you know, he's, he, he's who brought me into this world of the eagles and we bleed green and i want it for myself but there's a piece of me and i haven't said this out loud until right now i really don't want to do it without one it almost hurts see yeah i i blg's not alone i know it feels weird it feels weird and he's the one who got us here and he's our leader i get that Mm -hmm. but (laughs) no no I, i hear you i really do it's just it's almost like we're cheating on them. <laughs> like, no, it's a yeah, great analogy. Yo, Nicole, it's a great analogy. But what I think what will help ease that is when we're watching these games and it's Carson Wentz who's the first one out there to greet Nick Foles when he's coming off the oh. field. It's Wentz looking at that little, you know, iPad-type thing going, like, do this, do yep. that. Like, he's going to be there. He's a part of this team. Oh, and you know what's funny when you say that? You know how I knew the injury was bad when he didn't celebrate that touchdown. Yeah. In the yeah. You could tell, you could see it on his face when he put the okay. towel on his head too. I was like, that's yep. not a Carson Wentz look. Like that's that, a that, Donovan look. Yeah, yeah. It's a Donovan look. You oh, are right. Call, Nicole. Nicole, yeah. you're killing it yep. right Absolutely. Yep. Nicole. Well, we appreciate you checking in and it's just kind of like, you know, this is kind of the beginning of hopefully a sports miracle because that's how I look at it. I don't, it, it is Nick and I, I'm not saying that he's going to be the worst quarterback in the world, but I just, for this week, I don't think a lot of people understand how good or they're just being completely dismissive of what Nick, or excuse me, of what Carson Wentz has done and has did for this for this team. Oh, my gosh. Before we really go. Really quick. We're about to go to break. we got to go to break, but we got to get Sunday out in here. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's good, y'all? What's up, buddy? What's up, Sunday <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Y'all know I'm going to this game, man. Of course. You know I'm undefeated in the games. You Absolutely. Know I love it. We love that you went down to Dallas, brother. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Went down there. And look, you see what happened, man. Exactly. Was in the building, we terrorized the place. That you... was the most beautiful sight to see. <laughs> you know, all You're the good luck show. going on down there. Yeah. It was great. But I got to get at your glory reference, man. Like, <laughs> I love that movie, man. And awesome. when I heard the glory reference, I was mortified. I said, no. We're not going out like that. I have I have a better war reference though. I like to think of it as Hacksaw Ridge. See, I never saw that movie, so I'm, never, I'm gonna okay, go watch so that tonight I'm, I'm not, just because I'm not of you. I'm gonna spoil it for you, but basically we had a we got a very you know religious figure spearheading our team, and he makes everybody believe, you know. And even when he goes down, we still believe and we still dominate and we take over, you know, the hill. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be like Hacksaw Ridge, and and we're going to dominate even when our guy goes down, man. I love, I love it, buddy. It. I love it, buddy. we got to let you go just because we're up against the break, but we love hearing from you. AO1 to carry you to the Super Bowl. Let's do it. I'll get down with it. Whatever it takes. It's uh, NFL Picks coming up next. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. There is football on on Saturday. The Detroit Lions hanging on and clinging to their playoff hope of 20-3. to 
Uh, John Fox probably needs to be fired. That's the other kind of a small thing real quick. There's going to be a lot of head coaches that are going to be oh, fired this year. Oh, yeah. Lots. I think there's about eight on the plate here. But yet apparently not Hugh Jackson. Yes, it's not Hugh Jackson who uh, is the bell of the ball in Cleveland. It is time right now, ladies and gentlemen, to get to the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL picks are brought to you by the Casino at Delaware Park, where you can watch and wager all of the pro football game action on Sundays. The parlay cards are a lot of fun. It is just down the street on 95. If you're in Philadelphia, the Delaware, excuse me, the Casino at Delaware Park is a lottery agent of the Delaware Lottery, and you must be 21 to play. But, Mosh, you don't have to be 21 to watch. Where are we heading to first? First, we're going to go to Kansas City, where the Chiefs will play host to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers at minus one. How about that? A little Saturday evening football tonight at 825. Uh, I, the Chargers have won four in a row. I don't think anything's going to stop them, and it's certainly not going to be the Chiefs here, Celts. I'm taking the Chargers and the points. John, as much as I love to ring the bell, I'm not going to do it here. I agree with you. I think the Chargers are a better football team. A bad matchup for this Chiefs team right now. Joey Bosa going to feast on Alex Smith's soul yes. tonight. And, I'm and, with you. and finally, I think the Mahomes talks finally might start in Kansas City. Where are we heading to next, Mr. Moch? Next, we head south to Carolina, where the Panthers play host to the Green Bay Packers. Panthers at minus three. James, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers going into Carolina after being off for so long? Here's the thing. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. He's Aaron Rodgers. I know he's rusty, all that kind of BS. He's going to be fine. He's Aaron Rodgers. Here's my issue. Everything else around Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Packers team is a good enough team for Aaron Rodgers to just throw on his shoulders right now. I like the Panthers at home. I'm laying the points. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to lay the points. I think you're right, but ring that bell, yes! baby, because Aaron Rodgers means Jordy Nelson, means a running game, means all the stuff that was happening beforehand, even if that collarbone is a little sore. I'm going to go for the mini upset. I'm going to take Green Bay as they head to Carolina. Moshe, where are we heading to next, sir? Next, we head to Minnesota. Vikings taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Vikings. Minus what are you going to do here, Johnny? What are you going to do here? I've been going back and forth this whole time because the line just is ridiculously high. I think there's a mini miracle in there, and I'm going to stick with my gut. I've thought this for two weeks, even before the blowout in Chicago last week when the Bengals looked awful. I'm going to take the Bengals and the points, what? and I can't believe I'm doing it. What? Hey, Moshe. Vikings 9-3-1 against the spread. Second only to the Eagles against the spread this year. They're at home. They're coming off a loss after and lost a game in two months. I, I Look, Cincinnati lost 33-7 to to the Bears on the road. I, I think the Cincinnati team on the road is about as bad as it gets. I think the Vikings roll feels like a 27-3 type of game here for me. All right, Moshe, where are we heading to next? Next, we've got a big matchup with playoff implications out in Seattle. The Seahawks taking on the L.A. Rams, Seattle, minus one and a half. This is an outrage, John. We know <laughs> what outrage. Seattle does at home. They're only one and a half point favorites against a Rams team that just lost at home to the Eagles, as we saw. 
Seattle already beat this Rams team once. I am laying the points. I think Seattle wins. It's not handily, but they're going to beat him by enough. Russell Wilson, big week for his MVP campaign, Johnny. Uh, yeah, Seattle's going to kick the crap out of this Thank team. Thank you. That's okay. what's going to happen. I, I think agree. this is going to be a blowout, honestly. I, you know, the, the 47 and a half, which is the over-under in this game, seems quite high. I think Seattle is is upset, and uh, I'm not really upset. They just want to make the playoffs. You know, they they can't have any more fudges along the way here, and you got to take away the AFC West if they want to make this thing. I think they absolutely crush the Rams. Where are we heading to next, Moj? Next, we've got two heavyweights in Pittsburgh as the Steelers play host to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Patriots at minus three. Oof. Three-point road favorite. And see, everybody is Game going of the year, Johnny. to go, well, New England just lost to the Dolphins and da-da-da-da-da. Bill Belichick has the best philosophy when he goes and plays the Steelers. Make them patient. Make them have 14 play drives. Make them have 15 play drives. He gets in their head, especially Mike Tomlin's head. I have no problem taking the Patriots on the road as the three-point favorite. Oh, no way I'm ringing the bell on this one. (laughs) Tom Brady owns the Steelers 7-2 during the regular season. 10-2 if you include the playoffs. He's 3-0 in the playoffs against the Steelers. I'm with you, John. I think that the combo of Brady and Belichick just have the Steelers figured out. It doesn't matter where they're playing. And I think they're a better team. We've seen the Steelers have a lot of close kind of what the hell kind of games. I think the Patriots go in and cover the thing. Also, Gronk's dumb idiot face is, is back in this one, which is going to be a problem for the Steelers defense. All right. It is time to get down and dirty. What is the line for this Eagles-Giants game now at Mosh? Minus seven and a half. Eagles. Man, this thing opened up at nine and a half. And I thought that was probably too high, even with, you know. Hey, I, I, I love Nick Foles. He can't be yeah. a, a nine and a half point favorite on the road. But uh, in a in a somewhat an important game and a meaningless game all at the same time, kind of wrapped up into one here. You think they cover the seven and a half? I do, John. And I and I've not been a, a huge Foles, you know, t- a believer, whatever you want to call it, a a Foles believer, whatever the name is going to be. But I, I think he's good enough. Where, Foles believer, I love uh, that. You like that, Foles believer? <laughs> uh, I, I think getting into New York, it, it's more the fact that this Giants team is trash. They are an awful dumpster fire of a team. I don't care if it's Eli Manning, if it's Geno Smith. They're not going to be able to move the ball against this defense. I'm going to lay the points. I don't think they win by too much more. I think it's like a 10, 14 point win maybe, but I'll lay the points. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, emotional game and playing for Steve Spagnola and the cheers <laughs> for Eli Manning are all over and nice and, and done. And honestly, this defense needs a little revenge from way back in week three, when they played each other week four, when they played each other, uh, it, it's time for a little sack city as the Eagles will indeed cover. And it'll be because of their defense. So uh, that's going to do it for us in the BGN radio crew. Ruben Frank is coming in right now for James Seltzer. I am John Barchard, and this is Sports Radio 94 WIP.